Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. So now I am super excited to be back in the flow uh, and really, really excited to bring this next guest to you guys. Honestly, I think we probably chatted about six months ago about doing an episode, um, but you know, things happen and also things happen for a reason, hence why we're here right now uh, and some really exciting things to share. So guys, let's welcome to the show the amazing Mel Yu. Welcome, Mel. Thank you, Jamie. I love that. Virtual claps around. Absolutely. That's sound totally. The crowd's going crazy. The crowd's going absolutely wild right now to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, Jamie. I love the energy. I'm already, I'm really pumped. We always pumped. bring good energy. Though. Always like, we do. Always we do. Yeah. Uh, love I'm that. Good. All right, Mel. So on the show, we've got a tradition that we do rapid fire at the start. It's a good way for the listeners to get to know a little bit about you. Um, uh, just nothing too crazy. You know, some good questions. Some good questions. Uh, normally we get some messages afterwards saying, I didn't know this about that person or I didn't think that would happen for this person. So don't Let's be nervous. Do it. It's all good. It's all in good fun. All in good fun. You ready? Let's do it. Favorite song right now? Justin Bieber Stay. Mm, okay. And Kid Leroy. Sorry. Let's of add course. Got to throw him in. He's an Aussie. Uh, favorite movie? Harry Potter series. Ooh. Didn't I love that. Are, you, are you writing this down? Absolutely, I am. <laughs> of course, I do. Favorite book? Oh, most recently impactful favorite book? I'd have to say Michelle Obama Becoming. Mm. I got the audio for that. I really want to listen to it. Yeah, she's great. Really inspiring. Favorite color? Blue, but Tiffany blue. Tiffany blue. Specific- is, that like, is that teal? Yes, but Tiffany Blue has um, trademarked their own colour. So <laughs> their own palette. They've got their own colour coordination. Can't copy it. I love it. What's your go-to meal? Anything Asian. Um, comfort food, motherland food. So That's a very broad – give us one. Like if there was one thing you're like, you're looking at Uber Eats or you're looking at the menu, it's like, what am I going to get? What is it? Roast duck on rice with bok choy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Favourite TV show? Oh, I don't watch much TV. Um, at the moment, though, uh, Netflix, El Dragon. It's about – it's a Spanish series and it's about the Mexican cartel. So El okay. Dragon. Okay. Yeah. El Dragon. I like those sort of movies. They're cool. They're cool. Uh, first job? Oh, Monash Hotel as a bistro chick serving garlic <laughs> bread and parmesan pie. <laughs> serving garlic. Monash. It's like she even knew the food she was serving. I love it. Was that like the it's hot not, food going out then? It's more traumatic, right? <laughs> true, true. The fact that you remember those three items is like that must have been 99% of the orders. I like it. Hey, what was your um, biggest celebrity sporting idol, celebrity or sporting idol growing up? Look at the pause on that one. Oh, I'm just for the top of my head. Celebrity though, not sporting idol. Oh, celebrity or sporting, either one, either one. And does actors count? Yeah, they're celebrities, I guess. 
unfortunately. <laughs> no, he's Ledger. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I really loved him. Um, loved everything that he was kind of in, like, yeah. He was he, really good, huh? Yeah. I, I To the point that I, I think what came up for me just then was I even remembered when, like, the news and media announced he died. Um, it was such a significant moment for me. I remember where I was, what I was doing, and mm. finding out that. You would never really realise when a celebrity, until they pass, almost you feel connected to them, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's what their role is in the movie, is to make you feel connected to the part they're playing into the movie. So, you, like you said, you do have that sort of soft spot in a way for one of the favourites. Uh, what's your pet hate, Mel? There's so many. Um, <laughs> People that um, don't raise the hand when you're driving and you give way, like the little the little acknowledgement. Yeah, I grind my gears. When you give way, you do the right thing. You smile politely. You can totally. see them. You're making totally. eye contact. Nothing. Nothing. No acknowledgement. No. On the same. Grind my gears. When I drive with May and I like get a little bit upset about that, she's like, "I don't wave back." I'm like, "Yeah, because you're one of those people that I'll get upset at." <laughs> I almost want to turn my vehicle around and yeah. drive up their ass and tell them to wave. Totally. And they'll be like, what's the problem? Like, you didn't wave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, are you more of a, a book or audio book person? Oh, book. Book? Summer or winter? Summer. Uh, what is something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do, though? Hot air ballooning. Really? Okay. And because it's been cancelled on me because I really want to do it and I'm a woman of action. Um, but it's been cancelled on me three times now due to the pandemic. Again, not meant to be yet. There'll be the perfect day when it's going to happen and you'll Thank be up there. You. Beautiful. Love that. Sum up your mindset in one word. Resilient. Mm-hmm. 100%. What's your proudest moment personally and in proudest moment professionally? There's so many, but... um. Personally and professionally, I would I would say interviewing Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That's cool. And that was for both, you know, as a keynote speaker. Um, personally, obviously, I'm a fan of Mark, Marky Mark. Marky um, Mark. And then at the time of my life, um, it gave me an opportunity to go over to the States and interview him in Anaheim in Disneyland. Mm. And, um, yeah, epic moment. We'll... we'll definitely be one of the moments that I remember forever forever absolutely I've, always, I've got a bit of a thing I, I like him not a bit of a thing for him but I like him like he's I reckon he's a good actor but I like what I like his like mindset I follow him all the time like I like what he speaks about yeah. um he's like he's yeah like, there are a lot of good actors out there but he's probably one of the one of the good ones is up there for me uh Mel tell us something that no one knows about you and <laughs> you really put these guests on the spot Jamie 100 um, percent what else would I be doing now something that no one knows about me (laughs) um I dance a lot while I'm cooking but that being said like I feel like I give a little bit of that personality in my Instagram stories but um that it's more like I do that when no one else is watching (laughs) and I really feel it like is that like like you're getting getting it out getting the energy out just moving just flowing yeah, like I just love being able to cook, like combining two things, cooking, moving the body and dancing and with like music that I enjoy, right? Totally. And I love listening to music that what I sort of have. Music you, what sort of music are you pumping while you're, while you're cooking? 
literally it'll be like afro beats or latino music nice. and i have no idea what they're saying <laughs> but there's something about the melody right that makes you want to totally. just, just move yeah 100 yeah. percent. are you doing like a dance routine or you're like just just doing whatever attempting <laughs> to do dance routines definitely. getting ready for the clubs to reopen i love it <laughs> uh three more questions to go if you could choose to have lunch with any one person past present any one person who would it be got a two-hour time limit and where would you have it can i choose oh three people just epically came to my head right there perfect go for it and i have three can i do absolutely rather do 40 minutes with each okay so i'm gonna good strategy good strategy yeah okay (laughs) just break the rules all good just break the rules (laughs) so number one it would be jk rowling um, I mentioned Harry Potter's a big part of my life. It, I'm not even kidding. It's it's made a significant impact <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, but J.K. Rowling's brain, how she came up with seven of those books, I've learned a lot about it, but to hear it from her, that state of depression that she was once in, being a single mum, and now to being obviously one of the richest women in the world and most powerful. Absolutely. And I'd love to chew her ear off. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't even care where um we would have it. So you're not you're, you're going to actually chew your ear off, or you're going to actually have lunch? <laughs> we'll have lunch, but actually, you know, we could be in a gutter for all I care. Totally. Like it doesn't really matter. I totally. think the quality of the content and the knowledge so much more important than what restaurant or 100%. what like, where you are. Mm. Yeah, Oprah. Oprah, someone that I think epic. Um, love her story as well. Re- as mm. you can see, I really love the like something from not like you know becoming something from nothing journey. Um, so Oprah's story, the amount of times she's been said no, totally. the amount of times people didn't believe in her, yeah. again, one of the most powerful women in the world. Um, so she's got an inspiring one. And then this one's like, I, I have to say it, but Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> um, which I think I'm really close to achieving if I want to really manifest it. Absolutely. Um, D-Rock because, um, yeah, look, like we've had a few encounters with D-Rock. I think eventually when the timing is right, without it being too forced, um, I want to catch up with Gary. Absolutely. Pete, putting it out there. I like it. I like it. And I just like how you just break the rules, just sliding on into the podcast. Like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. You know, <laughs> one guest. Don't worry about that. Three, three, three lunches. I like it. Two questions to go. Uh, what was 10-year-old Mel like? Sad. I know that sounds, um, that's, a, that's literally the first thought that just came in. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, the, the bubbly Mel, the positive Mel, she came from a lot of hardship and a lot of lack of self-esteem and lack of self-worth. And that was very early childhood stuff. So at 10 years old, um, I, my parents had divorced. Um, I was going through an identity issues, being in a very Western community and being Chinese, and I was bullied for it. So if I have to remember the 10-year-old self, she was very sad and un- uncertain of the world. I like it. And that's what we do rapid fire in a way because it's it's that first thing that comes up, you know, and I don't pre-frame yeah. because I want you to be honest and uh, and, and be right back. I'm just going to cry now. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. And again, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and we can definitely dive into it a little bit more because I want to really unpack how you've become the male that you are today uh, that people get to know and see. Last question, bit of a fun one. Your favourite superhero? Iron Man. Iron Man. You know why? Because he's not actually a superhero. He's act- he's human and just a billionaire. <laughs> and then he turned himself into a superhero. He did. He did. I love that. I love the, um. you know, it's, it's relatable because you're human, but it's like if you want to be anything, even a superhero, you can be one. You can do it. To make enough money and you can. 
<laughs> I like it. Mel, that is rapid fire. Well done. We got through it. Uh, not that bad, was it? No, that was fun. No, it's good. I like it. It's a good way to uh, have the listeners get to know a little bit more about you. But hey, like I said uh, at the start, an absolute boss woman, someone who's doing a lot of incredible things. Um, Psychology's honor, you know, turned into a serial, a successful serial entrep- uh, entrepreneur, got the podcast, do a lot of coaching, um, you know, got some incredible things happening now and in the pipeline and things coming out which people know about which people don't know about which i love um sometimes i even find it hard to keep up but i absolutely love it you know you're always on the go uh one thing that i I got a lot of respect for uh and it was sort of almost what we finished up on there around the 10 year old you is the mental health awareness side of things that you do so much work in uh and i'm sure you have so much an incredible impact on um can we dive into that a little bit more uh can we understand that a little bit more uh again as comfortable as you feel, you know, uh, as you want to go. Um, but I think, again, you can give me some stats and some feedback in your own opinion now as well. But I think in the climate we're in, I heard a stat on the drive while I was driving today, Lifeline yesterday got the most amount of calls I've ever had. It was a record um, that they had. So I think, I don't want to say a lot of people are struggling because like, that's me putting my thing out there. You hear it, it a would, lot. It would be very... Um ignorant to think that people aren't struggling right Jamie because a lot of people whether you are driving or not I think we can all safely say a time like now um over the last 18 months at least things have not gone to to plan no 100% every single one of our lives whether you know you want to say you pivoted you're resilient you're positive but there are things that did not go to plan in our Mm, lives mm. and that was a global pandemic yeah and with that comes this collective energy of stress uncertainty and uh, mental challenges and struggles. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel for a lot of people right now, you're right about that statistic with Lifeline. I am an ambassador in Lifeline, mm-hmm. so I work heavily in the crisis state, um, suicide prevention states. Um, and, yeah, le- like to touch on that, I suppose I'm glad that we can use this platform and use both our voices to speak up on these things because we need to. It's an ongoing thing where you don't just tick a box and you're mentally well. Totally. Ongoing thing, you know, your Mm. mental health is part of you until your deathbed. You need to make sure that you are at peak performance or at least have some clarity and have some tools to stay mentally well because if you really don't have your mindset, it it shows up in every other area of your life. You know, your relationships, your career, your views of the world. With a mm. with a poor mental health, um, it's very hard for you to achieve anything that you you want to achieve. Like you sort of said there as well, it, it definitely washes off into other aspects um, of your your life. And going back on the example is what you know you said as a, a pet hate when someone doesn't wave back, you know when you let them in, whatever, you know those sort of things. If your mental health isn't great, can really spiral into something so much more bigger than just someone not waving. You know what I mean? Um, and there's some of the signs, in my opinion, like is how you're reacting and responding to everyday things that happen is a is a is a indication of where you're at in that moment. Yeah, you know? and you know, um, again, like that 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 part right there. I think we're seeing it a lot mm. in our society right now. Right, the divide, if 100%. anything, has become so apparent. Mm. Everyone has an opinion right now, and I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go into that, but. No. You, in terms of just vaccine, no vaccine, COVID restrictions, no COVID restrictions, lockdown, no lockdown, face masks, no face masks. Totally. Um, you know, uh, 
race. Like there's been so much that's kind of come up and the divide, even Victorians, if you're from New South Wales, people are fighting over all this sort of stuff. And what I'm trying to, uh, what I've been trying to say to my community is where is your emotional intelligence at? Because without it, with your emotional awareness, you might be getting triggered and using the monkey brain instead of your higher self. And that's going to be a recipe for disaster for yourself. You're going to end up causing yourself a lot of suffering of if you can't take care of your emotions, if you can't control your emotions. It's um, like we could talk for, I know we're both passionate, love this stuff, but we could talk for hours and hours and really want to deliver as much goodness to the people out there listening. Uh, and or watching for you like we touched on some of the signs there like some of your responses in that like in the work that you get to do and what you've seen a lot of over the time what are some tips strategies people listening you know like if they're feeling a certain way any advice you would give um to help them like now that more than ever i really believe more and more people need help and more and more people are going to be less likely to ask for it um, so like you said, I'm, I'm glad that we can use our voices, like you said, to, to deliver the message, but give us some tips, some strategies, some, some support mechanisms, so to say. Yeah. If you're someone that is, is the one that's struggling, if you're going through inner turmoil right now, um, awareness is step one. If you have the awareness that something's not quite right and you're not feeling your happiest or you feel this calling that you can have and achieve more in life and you're frustrated at what's going on awareness of that is your first step but then being able to put your hand up and asking for help I'm a big thing on help seeking you know we get taught we're both in the self-development personal development space and it can get very confusing when we're all caught up in how many self-help books there Mm. are and how do you help yourself Mm. there's not really that many books on how to help others Mm. or like how to reach out for help it's all about kind of you got to do this on your own it's this inner journey and I want to counteract that a little bit and just challenge that by you need others to get better and you need others for progress so swallowing the ego or letting the ego put aside and just reaching out for help you might not know what the help is but you just putting your hand up and acknowledging, hey, I don't have the skill sets. Hey, I don't have the resources. Hey, things are really, really tough right now. Mm-hmm. If you can find a safe space or um, not so much even posting it online, it's more if you can find someone in your circle that you can reach out to that's just like, this is how I feel right now, that already is going to send you on a trajectory to feel better totally. because talking it out, a problem shared is a problem halved mm-hmm. and we, we, we're not lone wolves. We're not totally. you know, a man on an island. We are a collective. And I think, yeah, number one is having the awareness, but then two, asking for help. That would be my basic tool. I, I like what you said there as well. Like, you know, a lot of self-help books are about you and, and it's definitely a personal journey you have to go on, but you don't have to do it alone. Like you, you have to do the work for you. Like I can't do it for you or no one else can do it for you, but you can do it with other people. Like you can get the support. Um, and I think that's, and I can 100% agree. You know, I think that's the part where people get a little bit confused or a little bit lost. And like you said, reaching out is 50% of the effort. Like just getting it off off your shoulders, sometimes you feel better. Saying it out loud and hearing it back, you're like, okay, cool. Now I know how I feel. It's not that bad anymore. Or maybe I could do this or so-and-so did that. Yeah. And you start moving and, forward. And the reason why I'm leading with that is because 
look if lifeline like we you call up a phone service to talk about a certain problem or a trigger that talk therapy there's science behind it that it releases certain chemicals mm. and you feel better you're mm. at more peace and right now while we are all in isolation a lot of people living alone or not from like you know not being able to interact with their usual networks i encourage more of that i encourage more zooms don't isolate isolate yourself now while you're not feeling good mm. and retreating even more mm. that might be the natural tendency to be like i don't want to burden anyone i don't want to you know everyone's going through something right now i don't want to like feel like i'm be that one yeah be that person but reach out because there's so many people that would probably want to help but we're not mind readers so if totally. you're struggling right now let us know because we would then be able to have much more um ability to then help you agreed agreed and like you said especially with social media and stuff you know posting the one good photo of the sunrise doesn't mean that everything's all good you know you know you still definitely need to do the work on yourself but then if there is something that isn't really feeling right sitting right chemically going right if you just like you said awareness definitely reach out um and, and build a little network there so lifeline great place to to do that and i'm glad that you you mentioned that you are an ambassador because again if you are listening you're hearing it straight from you know someone who who does it and you know, New Year's Eve, you were there. You got you got, you got to to get up there and do something. So you play a massive part um, in, in that, Mel. So you know, for me personally, so a huge thank you as well to all the people that you know probably even listen to you, watch you, see you online, never engage, never comment, never message you, but you know, leave feeling ten percent better after watching a story of yours or seeing a post of yours. Um, I'm sure you're doing an incredible service to the world. Um, you know, on a larger scale than you probably even realise. Anything else you would add? to the mental health side of things um, just to help people through this, this period of time? Yeah. Um, not losing routine as well. Even though your routine may have shifted, it may look very different. Again, a lot of people working from home now, a lot of people not being able to commute, a lot of children screaming, yelling, throwing um, smurf guns in your face. <laughs> um, I can't relate to that, but I definitely see it in enough mm. <laughs> but maintaining a sense of routine mm, in your chaotic life is going to help you mentally as well. Um, and that might be you might have a small space, but being able to still dress up and not let go completely of all your routines, being able to do a workout from home in front of the computer or something like that so that you're still moving and you're still keeping active yeah. because what happens when you lose that routine is you plateau mm -hmm. and then you feel like you're not progressing and that's where the downward spiral comes. So prevent yourself by what, like what I said, it's like I still enjoy cooking and I like dancing. I'm going to do them together in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Um, I can't go out and have a drink. <laughs> I can't go out and have a drink. I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> but, um, like just adding in incorporating certain things. If you normally on a Friday night would go out with friends and socialize, you can still do that. I know it's hard, but again, adapt and maybe do it via Zoom, do a video call, um, and enjoy a meal that way through a computer. Totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know what the funny thing is? Like it's that first time you do something like that, by the time you end it, like it's ended and you're like, you probably say to yourself, wow, that was like the best thing I've done in like, a long time yeah. you know so and if those things that you're sort of pushing back on are probably the things that you really need to do um yeah. and if it is reach out to someone or if it is organize a zoom poker night look whatever you know just do something to play uno do something just chat i, I don't even know if yeah. you can do that via zoom but well, you know i'm sure there's a way um you know but definitely i like that keep routine as well yeah i yeah. like that i like that 
Are you looking for that next book? Maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for? Be Great, a book I wrote that dives deep into building the self-belief and mindset and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness. It's easy to consume and to take action on. Get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com. Enjoy. Let's touch a little bit on one of the many, 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 many projects uh, and businesses that you've started working on, developing uh, some of the work you do. Uh, I want to speak about Ego, Ego Expo, if that's all right. Um, that's a bit of a selfish question because I just absolutely love the concept. I love what you've done in the past and I love what's coming up um, for 2022 and we're 100% going to be doing it. There's no doubt about that. We'll be there. 3,000 people are going to be there. But talk to us, Mel. Tell us a little bit about Ego Expo. How did that come about? Why? What is it about? Um, yeah, talk. I, I, I just love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. And I, I am excited. I'm excited by how excited the community <laughs> is about it as well. But um, I just want to put a little clause or like a little spill here and just anything that I say about this event and what I do I feel like it's so easy to put someone on a pedestal and go wow they're doing such extraordinary things because when I do say things out loud I am like wow it does feel really extraordinary but what you and I do Jamie is actually really like we're just ordinary people living passion and purpose and so I think the energy I just wanted to acknowledge that it's, it's because I'm really passionate about something mm. that I care about, which is why it's getting the results. So Agreed. So Ego Expo is uh, like, even when I say I'm like, oh, but it's true. It's Australia's largest streetwear and lifestyle expo. Um, we're a B2C business to consumer event where we bring independent online streetwear labels and we give them a platform to meet their customers face to face. Through this platform, our businesses, which we support, then learn branding, sales and marketing over the course of a weekend and they network with other like-minded individuals. That at its core, we then bring consumers in, which is the 3,000 people that are streetwear, creative enthusiasts, um, entrepreneurs, influencers um, and all of this sort of stuff and then they cross-pollinate and create all this other magical stuff um, that is way beyond the event. So what I want to say is ego, we're just a platform, um, but what we do with that platform, I yes, it's my show, but it's the businesses and it's the culture mm. and it's the people that come to this event that make it so wild and epic. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Like it's called Ego Expo because we ask people to leave their ego at the door and that is really the foundation of what every business that I run, every business venture, I'm very heart-led and what that means is I'm very much in pursuit of an impact-driven, purpose-driven, service-led business. It, it, it doesn't have to be what everyone else does, but it's what aligns with me. Yeah. Um, and so for me, even creating this platform, um, yes, it's fashion, but I think for me on a deeper layer, it's making sure people will understand that my value is leaving your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. Connect with your soul, connect with like-minded individuals, and we do not judge people. We let everyone come through. And um, if I lead with that, I feel like the rest will just workout you know what I, I love the and what you said there about if you lead with that like that's the energy that's the intention you're going to set for those four walls and doesn't matter who walks in or who walks out they're going to feel that as soon as they even get close to the to the doors H- how did the concept the idea come about though like where did you sit down one day and you're like i'm going to do this thing yep like, how so, did it um, happen? so i uh I have an event company, Ego Expo is our flagship event, but um, my everyday day-to-day company is MCO Events. We're a boutique event management company. 
Before this event management company in 2017, I was running tattoo conventions uh, around Australia. So that's where the expertise kind of came from. Um, and then basically, I after four years running those conventions, large, amazing shows, I hit a glass ceiling and it was like, where can my skill set provide uh, you know, can, can it solve a problem or provide help to an industry that might not be getting that? Um, so I started looking at the market and the idea actually came to me. I was, I just finished off a fashion week. I came back from Melbourne Fashion Week. And as I was sitting at this fashion show, front row seats, everyone was glam and it was amazing. But I thought, what if people could get access to this experience? Everyone could. What if Fashion Week um, was open to kind of like families, lower socioeconomic areas. It was just open to everyone because it's not. It's such an exclusive. You've got to, it feels high end. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It feels, it feels like you have to be someone. But what if you didn't and you mm. could just have access to this? And so that was at the core of what kind of like came through. And then I was like, where does fashion sit that can include everyone? And now that's streetwear. So if, if we talk about streetwear, if we talk about street culture, it literally starts one from the streets mm. and it starts from when you, you know, it starts from hip hop. It starts from like sneakers. It starts from T-shirts. It's comfy clothing decked out and styled well. Like we're, first and foremost, though, it's comfort. You know, you Absolutely. and me right now, literally, if I look at it, we're in a T-shirt. I'm in a like athleisure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my snapback going. I'm happy but days. We're going, we're going comfy first. Yeah. But happened with streetwear is it's evolved and turned into a fashion Absolutely. kind of movement and it's so cool. that's it's cool and that's where it excited me and I was like let's do a fashion runway for the streets mm. and um, that's kind of at the core like okay let's get all these kind of streetwear brands together and create an event around it we helped them out obviously um build their business but it's like a really cool fun way of putting streetwear on the map and then as it evolved, very quickly, we say it's a street culture event because mm -hmm. it was fashion and then basketball was relevant. Music artists wanted in. Street artists wanted to paint. Um, dancers wanted to come through. Street food vendors felt relevant. And then we kind of were like, oh, my gosh, like what have we kind of created? And so now um, Urban List, quote, unquote, says we're a melting pot of street culture. Mm, and mm. that is exactly what we are because I feel like if there's something that you align with, if you feel called to whatever energy it is that we're putting out, there's a place for you here because yeah, the, streets, the streets have a home for you. You can yeah. always return to the streets and um, feel a certain way. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm really excited for what this one's going to hold because I know you've – was it a year or two years off – because of lockdown, two. two years off. Two years off. So I'm really excited for what this one's going to come back as. Because obviously you as an individual has grown so much, developed so much, and I'm sure you're going to really show that off in this in this experience, like in this event. Uh, but honestly, like some of the, I don't know, we've obviously chatted a lot before this call and offline and many days after before that, but some of the other sponsors and stuff, which we won't discuss now, but some of the names, like some international names, and you know, you deserve every single one of them to be there on that. How do you how do, how do you operate as a businesswoman? Like building networks, I know is a massive thing for you. Connecting connections, you know, getting into that business world. Like, how did it all happen? And what are some key areas that you really pride yourself on, uh, and what you do well, but what you really had to work on? Yeah, and um, we, I remember we've talked about this on my podcast when I brought you on. Um, there's got to be an element, I think, of naiveness when mm. you first start a business a level of ignorance totally. Um, 
and insanely hopeful <laughs> because anyone that's quitting a nine to five and quitting a potential secure job, quote unquote secure, because security is a perception anyway. It's got to have a little bit of a, an ego. Like you got to be like, oh, I'm going to work for myself. That 100%. in itself, I think mindset <laughs> is huge, right? And then for me, business is about risk. There's it's, there's about risk management, risk mitigation, but there is always going to be a level of taking risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, I learned very quickly through making mistakes as well, by the way, because when you first start a business, I don't know if anyone really has like, yeah, you might have a business plan, but what does that even mean? Totally. Like, what does a business plan really mean? Because you make the mistakes through doing and through taking action. Especially in 2020 and 2021, I don't think a business plan ever could have been written to uh, incorporate these two years we've had, that's for sure. Oh, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So you learn through doing, you yeah. make mistakes. And if you are a true entrepreneur, you learn from your mistakes. You know, that's why you, you, you say you think you grow, you do, um, and you, you're learning from it. And the number one key in business, I would say, not like just in business, not even businesswoman, um, is cash flow. Mm-hmm. I never, I never would have said this, but cash flow is king. It's huge. Uh, if you don't have money like coming in, and you're not selling, and you're not making sales, and there's no revenue coming in, you have a hobby, sweetheart. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, and that was a big thing for me when it was like, oh. How do we make, how does the company actually live and breathe? It's like a, it's a, it's a child. It needs to grow totally. and to grow. It's, it's money. It mm. needs money to sustain it. And it's uh, one thing I definitely think people don't talk a lot about because it's not like the yeah. cool thing. It's like, oh, you need to have passion. hundred percent. You need to have great team members. hundred percent. But none of that's possible without any money. Like, how are you going to pay your team members? Like, how are you going to grow? How are you going to train them? How are you going to develop them? How are you going to pay more for a better team member to do better work for you? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a cultural thing where it's like, there's some people that aren't afraid to talk about money, but then there's some people that are like, but I'm not driven by money. And, mm. and, and that's another whole thing. Like, oh, I don't, yes, you don't need to be like completely money focused and driven, but you need it. It's a vet. It's Absolutely. the vessel that's going to get yeah. you there. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent agree. Cash flow is king. I like it. it. It really is though. Like ultimately, uh, and I can speak on my experience and my learnings as well, you know, from f- some of the first businesses where I, for me, I think it was a bit of an egotistical thing to definitely like go into it, but it was more to say, oh, I've got a business. I'm yes. cool. You know, then realizing that it means nothing. What really matters is what's it doing? Like, is it doing anything? Yes or no. Um, and I think that's a big shift that a big mindset shift that we've brought into this business um, where, you know, it's about how much money you keep in your pocket. Yeah. Revenue is yeah. like cool. Cool story. Yeah, I made X amount of dollars, but how much do you actually keep? Yes. You know, um, I think that's, re- and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Mel. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Well, you know? I wanted, I needed to call myself out on it. There's one thing to put in your bio that you're an entrepreneur and then you've got mm. all your business handles, even to the point, the reality is some people are taking photos in front of a rented car. <laughs> They're showing off their successes. Um, this is a reality, you know, right now. And I just want to go back to the real world where it's like, if your business ain't making money, you don't have a business. Totally. A- yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, again, a little bit of a, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a little coaching session here, self coaching or coaching is self coaching. But one thing I've been very mindful of, I really wanted to share online is knowing your numbers. And it does go back to that, like the whole cash flow thing, like know your numbers inside out, you know. Um, but then you sort of get caught up in the whole thing of, well, it's not always all about money. Well, unfortunately, for, well, fortunately for business, it sort of is, you know. Um, so again, cash flow is king. Know your numbers. Know that stuff. The rest will come. Your yeah. branding will come. Your, your team will come. 
And I wanted to, another thing that I've been teaching my clients as well is like, and because we've both probably been there, you can't be creative when you're broke. 100%. It's really Mm. stressful, Mm. right? Like Mm. I know people want to do the creative stuff. Naturally, people want to do the fun, you know, logo creation, website, Mm. um, go out there and do the networking. That stuff's great, but you cannot get there when you're financially stressed. 100%. Financial stress is a real thing. People Mm. have lost a lot more than businesses based on financial stress, people have not been able to see past um, financial stress and they've died by suicide. Mm. So it's mm. a real thing. And I think when we shy away from it and just try and do all the fun stuff, totally, it, that will creep up and it'll hit hit you for six. So, and, and that's where I think a lot of the, the mental mental health issues come up. You know, yeah. it's that false perception, like you said, the reality of what, what really is it all about. Um, and you know what, Mel, I think that's ultimately why I've, you know, I'm very selective with who you know I bring onto the podcast and who I have on, and obviously why I knew having someone like yourself on would be amazing for the listeners is because it's not the fluffy stuff. The fluffy stuff, yeah, cool, like you can get that anywhere. You yeah, know, but and that's why I wanted to preface with that, right? Good. It's I'm glad. I really, really want to make sure people I'm know glad. the reality of it, and we will talk about it. So you touched on earlier, like the ten-year-old you wasn't the Mel of today. Was there some some significant changes coming into the business world that really? helped you step up? Was there a couple moments where you can look back and say, oh, this helped me go to the next level, like this meeting, this interaction, this phone call, this this whatever it was that really opened you up to the to the woman you are? Yeah. Um, the 10-year-old Mel, like the Mel last month isn't the Mel of today. Absolutely. Mel, the Mel yesterday isn't the Mel of today, and I lo- really love that. I want every day to be a better version of mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and I, I really want to embody that and share that with others because I want people to come on this journey of where I am now is like I've got so much further to go, but, yes, I acknowledge how far I have come, and I think that's hindsight's a great thing, right? When you're in these moments or when you have these conversations, often you don't think that they're going to be a defining moment because they're just moments. Mm. But then when we look back in hindsight, it's like that had to happen for this to happen, for that to happen, and now everything that I am, totally. I am we are just the sum of all our past experiences. Mm. That's mm. exactly who we are showing up today. So you need to do, for me, it was like I had to do inner child work. I had to make sense with my piece. That was a very unscripted the first word that came to my head as a 10-year-old was sad. Mm. But that means I had to do work on that and make peace with that and forgive whatever that 10-year-old needed to forgive and give her what love she needed to give for me to now show up here and be very Mm. like, I am certain. There's a level of certainty in my energy Mm. when I talk to you. Mm. Um, There's a level of confidence in that. But I had to do the work. Totally. So going back specifically to your question of was there any moments, I think every moment was just Mm. almost as significant as the other but um my moments that I learned the most and people don't like to hear it either it's from my failures it's from my like when I've hit rock bottom um both in business I took a real financial hit first year of my business um and I didn't expect it I genuinely was so naive about it I didn't expect it because in my head I was successful but when your reality um is based on a false economy it's why now my lesson is like cash flow. Totally. Like there's a reason why, because I've been hit. I've been where mm. I never wanted to go. You felt it. Mm. Yeah. And I felt it, but now the comeback from it, it's because I chose to take the lessons from it. I was like, what were the gifts? What were the lessons? And in every one of your failures, that failure will do nothing for you until you acknowledge the gifts and lessons mm. from it. Otherwise it will always remain a failure. And 
There's so much richness that you can learn in your failures. So that's definitely a thing. And also surrounding myself with people that are that are where I want to be and not having an ego about it. It's like I the amount of people that I go and just like tap on their shoulder in a conference <laughs> or um you do the same like or reach out via DM or just say, hey, I acknowledge you. I really love where you're at and I want to get there. Can you help me? Can we have a 15-minute phone call? Totally. Can we catch up? I think that's literally, we met online. We did. And it was like, hey, love what you're doing. Hey, you're doing all right too. You just launched a book. And I was like, let's share this. I just started a podcast and that's how, that's that. how you better get <laughs> yeah. to take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. It's always about that. It's always like, not, and it's not even in a manipulative way. It's a genuine, you're doing well. Like, I want to surround myself around that. And you know yeah. what? People that have um, a certain level of success, they'll always send it back. That's Absolutely. what I've learned. They'll mm. always send the ladder back down. I like that. I like that. They'll always send the ladder back down. One thing I've always believed and always started to realize now is on, on that sort of exact same topic is people that are really successful. Now, when I say really, not as in monetarily really, as in like they actually live it, breathe it. They're actually successful. They're the ones that will give you the time of the day. They're the ones that will say, hey, 100%, let's get a coffee. 100%, let's jump on the phone. Because they know what to talk about. Like They can share it with you. The ones that give you donuts and give you nothing, it's probably Instagram fame. Yeah, and the, it's their ego or something out exactly there. Right. Exactly right. Stuff There's more there, there, totally. Yeah. But someone that's really like earned, has hit rock bottom, bounced back one, tw- once, twice, three times, four, whatever, however many times, says, has, has blood, sweat, and tears, has, has knows what it's all about, will tell you, yeah, Mel, 100%, let's get a coffee. Yeah. Because they want to see, they want to pass it on, they want to see you. I love that. They'll throw the ladder back down. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So where'd the drive come from, though? Like the daily drive, the daily, I know it's not, you know, always 100%, 24-7. Like the, I'm sure there's moments where it's like shit, you know. Um, but where does that push, drive, get back up? Because sure, like I said, there's those down moments. Like when you have them, like what do you do to get out of that? How do you pick back up? How do you become, okay, cool, I've got to go and do this now? And it, it comes down to purpose, I think. It comes down to knowing what your North Star is. It comes down to knowing what your why is when you wake up. Like, you know, Simon Sinek does this a lot better than me. You know, he's the why guy. So um, definitely look at some other people's content on what is it that drives us because it needs to be an internal drive for you to be pulled to do it rather than a push. Yeah, nice. And, and when we're pulled to it and when we're called to do it, no matter how many bad days there are, no matter how much grit it takes, when the why is bigger than us, you will be called to do it. Of course, you're going to have days off. Of course, you're not going to have motivation. Of course, there's days where you just want to sit down and watch Netflix. But you know what? You do get back on the horse because what you're doing, that service, um, that impact is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And when you find that, you you know what it is. You, you're called to it. Um, you, you want to serve. And so that's kind of what drives me because when I lead, when I know my why, it doesn't matter what business endeavor I'm in, what business venture or an opportunity, I go straight back to that and go, is this aligned to my purpose and my why? Because if it's not, I can't take on this opportunity, no matter how shiny it looks, mm. no matter how amazing it looks, no matter how much money it might give me. If it's not aligned with my why, I'm going to get off track and it won't be in alignment and things will not be in flow. Mm. So I think really figuring out and taking the time to know that. But at the same time, if you're in your 20s listening to this and going, oh, God, I have no idea what my why is, 
that's when you go and search for it. Totally. Be that, be that wanderer that goes out and tries and tastes everything because eventually it will come to you. It will mm. happen. Because you're you're open to it. You're listening to a podcast, then you're open to it because you're already in that personal development. You're already searching. Yeah. You're already high, like above average. Totally. <laughs> you got to be a little bit of a curious cat. Like you got to be able to get out there. Like you said, taste the different foods to realize what it is. Like I think the best way to know what you do want is to really go out there and cross off the list so many things that you don't what want. You don't want yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like leave like three things out of a hundred. It's like well, I've done ninety-seven other things. I don't want them. Well, there's these three things. Like they. And then when you start doing like, wow, this is this is it. Like this is the thing. Um, and I, I like what you said there. If you're in your young early twenties or I guess at any age really, and you haven't really oh, yeah. nailed, yeah. Again, it is definitely a younger demographic tuning in. But if whatever age you're in, if you haven't nailed it yet, start doing more things. Like chat to different people, experience new things. I, I know it is hard right now, but you know, use social media for what it's there for to connect. That's what mm-hmm. Facebook was originally connect, uh, created for was to connect. Mm-hmm. Use it for those reasons. You know, chat to people. You know, do a Zoom coffee. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Just get out there and, and really. I like that. So connecting to the why really drives you. Mel, give us two things. Like if, you, if you've lost connection to the why or, or if something's come up and you've just thrown you a bit, what are two things, you're, what are your go-to things to say, snap back into it, back on track, to get back on the horse to, to use your words? Like what do you do? Uh, one is actually pause and acknowledge the, like acknowledge the slump. Or if you're feeling unmotivated, I think don't keep going against it. Sometimes you mm. need to take the night off and go, I'm burnt out. You know what? The reality for me as well, and you, the work's going to be there tomorrow. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like there's yeah. times where I'm like, I need to clock out. I can't. I learn to not be. I don't cause friction with it. Mm. I literally allow it, but then I I, I cap it. So I time it. I go tomorrow morning when I wake up when my feet hit the ground. I'm back on. I'm back. Yeah. So then I actually switch off. I honor that. I honor the like plateau. I honor the tiredness. I honor the exhaustion and then I'm back on the next day. Again, it's that comes down to discipline and having the tools in your mindset to kind of bounce back and know, like for me now, it's quite autopilot going when I don't have motivation, discipline has to kick in because without it. And it's same thing with the routine. Everything that I'm saying is kind of interrelated. Routine is so important because routine allows me to get things done when I don't want to get it done. Having routine and having a schedule and having clear tasks of what I need to achieve helps me achieve things. And you know what? I feel better for it after other than the guilt of like doing a to-do list and then avoiding it. Mm-hmm. You know how some people do a to-do list and that was their list? Like, <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Love it. Day's so, done. I made the list. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> clocking off. Yeah. Where's the wine? I'm done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So it. honoring that space and resting, mm-hmm. but then coming back and having discipline or routine, um, and if you can't have that, get a coach like myself or Jamie yeah. that's going to hold you accountable. There's a reason why someone's a PT because we know as a human, there are things we don't want to do. Totally. Like totally. we don't want to go to the gym. You get a PT. We don't totally. want to do business. Get a business coach. Mm-hmm. I know I know our listeners, I know the first thing they're going to say is, but Mel, you know, but when I go to pause and take the night off, I feel guilty mm. for not doing the emails. Yeah. And that comes down to the hustle culture, mm. doesn't it? 100%. And and then my mental health side comes in and is like, is this the life that you built? Mm. Did you start a business? Did you start a business to feel trapped in your business and to feel imprisoned in your business? Because most business owners start a business for freedom, you know, whether that's financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, whatever. They want to live life on their terms. 
But then you're telling me that you you feel guilty for living life on your terms. Mm. It's a contradiction. Mm. So which mm. one do you want? Mm. Because you wanted to create a life where you could be able to switch off. I'm not saying that there's going to be times that you're going to need a sacrifice, right? Of course. You need to do the emails. You need the late nights. However, you're burnt out. You're going like the, you're probably not even serving your best work. Your, your mind's foggy. It's gray, you, which often means you haven't tapped into certain things that fill up your cup. Maybe you haven't done self-care. Maybe you've neglected relationships. That stuff is also paramount to your success. Absolutely. Because you're not just your business. Absolutely. I've always said that, you know, we're always an extension of our business. So, you know, if you're feeling good, your business will reflect that. If you're feeling down, your business is going to reflect that um, in every aspect. And it may not be like right now today, but, you know, if you're feeling down today and your business is still up and you're still down over the next couple of days, just give it time. It'll catch. It'll catch. It always does. On this topic, Mel, you know, something that I've done a lot of work on personally myself and, and going through, you know, daily and always listening to content and learning and you know, audio books or podcasts or physical books or whatever is, you know, the internal dialogue, like the self-talk, like how you, and that's why I asked the question of when you're feeling down or, or like how do you get out of it? Because it is a whole, you said it earlier, like when the motivation kick, like drops off if the discipline kicks in. What is your internal dialogue like? Like what is the language like? Yeah. And I had to learn how important that was because we adopt our language from when we were really young, mm-hmm. often when we weren't very self-aware or conscious. And I had a really, really in a mean girl she was my inner critic was through the roof mm. she was a perfectionist she um and that's half of it's my ego right she wanted to be seen um she had parents that divorced there was a certain story and a narrative that I kept telling myself and it became my inner dialogue and I didn't realize how detrimental it was mm. until I started thinking different so you your thoughts literally are the the, the segue and the like it leads everything that you do. It influences your behavior. It influences your relationships. It directly influences your, um, you know, output with the world and your input, what you receive. So the language is so important and realizing when, what is it that, um, why do you talk to yourself so harshly? What is it about that? And how do we change our language around it to have more positive conversations? It is very important because me, when I was living in scarcity and when I was living in fear and living in judgment, it was an inner mean girl that kept mm. going, you can't do that. You can't achieve that. Who do you think you are trying to mm. you know, go on a podcast? What do you have to say? Who do you think you are talking to yourself on a vlog on Instagram? Who wants to hear your message? Mm. These were things that I think a lot of humans do go through and we do think it's like, I'm not good enough. But when you actually break down where that actually came from, most of the time, it's not even you that came up with that thought. Somewhere along the line, you know, Billy Bob from primary school, an un- a drunken uncle, whatever it was, someone told you you weren't good enough. So that thought wasn't even yours to begin with. Mm. So I feel like in your, like whenever you do enter it, but it's like in your, for me, my timeline was in high school. I just absorbed all this stuff in my early 20s. I just was like so afraid of judgment. And then now in my early 30s, I'm unlearning everything that that was put on me. But it's very empowering because I finally feel like I'm peeling off all of these expectations that weren't mine to begin with. And now what's left is just, well, who does Mel want to be? Who am I? Because if I could, and and then giving myself permission to go, you have choice to live whatever life that it is that you want to live. As long as you're not hurting anyone, it's aligned for you. Step into that. 
I love how you get to like now rewrite that story, like that internal dialogue, like that that the belief of who and what you can become. Because ultimately, like what you think is what you feel, and what you feel is what you think. So it's this crazy cycle that you go in. Um, so it's really important to you know start with that you know, the, the internal, and why, again, for me, it's been a massive sort of revelation for me is to, very similar, you know, the the critic, the perfectionist, the, you know, hold myself to such a high standard all the time. Um, and that's my internal dialogue, hence why a lot of the time that's what comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, understanding, you know, what is valuable? What isn't serving me? You know, what can I keep for certain times? Uh, and then, like you said, you've got to be able to really peel that back to be able to rebuild the person that you know i guess you would really love to yeah. become you know what are three habits mel as we start to sort of wrap it up what are three habits of yours that daily doesn't matter where you are what you are how you're feeling it happens there's there's non-negotiables yeah um it's it's all in my morning routine uh if, when i Again, when I read the most successful people in the world, they all have a really strong morning routine. And so I adopted that and I learned that. So my non-negotiables, even if it's if it's my bed, if it's my partner's bed, whatever that looks like, I make the bed. And that for me, every morning when I make the bed and I prop the pillows up and I, you know, really like lay it out and consciously make my bed, it makes me feel like I've achieved one task in the day and now I can go through and achieve more tasks. Mm -hmm. It just makes me, it's a very clean cut line of I was in bed and now I'm out of bed and now it's time to do. My second thing is a cold shower. And I don't mean I'm not a Wim Hof kind of girl, (laughs) but I definitely have my hot shower. I have my luxury. And then I turn it off for the last 30 seconds to release that discomfort. Again, if you can have a cold shower and if you can, bear the freezing cold mornings and then add a cold shower into it, you'll survive. Um, To me, that, again, trains my mind. It trains my mind to go, I can bear discomfort. I can have grit Mm. because it was uncomfortable. And then the third one, I have a little ritual with my mini affirmation cards. So, um, and whatever it is that you want to do, whatever little routine, but I made a set of uh, affirmation cards. I pull out three cards from this bowl of 240 cards. And, again, that practices for me to be present and to allow whatever comes in through the universe for me. So they're kind of my angel cards that guide me and they allow me to just be a little bit more conscious and mindful throughout my day. And I do all those three things when you think about it. That takes me one minute Mm. of my entire day. Totally. But that that 20 seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds of rituals um, has really helped me open up my like flow and just be really receiving of this abundant life that I have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's, you know, I love that because they're all, like you said, it's it's individual, small, you know, one percenters, just the one percenters. Like that's the key thing to focus on, you know, just do those one things that you know you're going to really kickstart your day uh, and have you walking out the door or, you know, walking to the, the kitchen bench to jump on the computer, whatever it is during these it's lockdowns. Tiny, it's um, tiny, tiny habits, right? Yeah. And Yet people want to, when you're first starting out, I feel like people want these hacks, you know, like what are your success hacks totally. and what are your tips and tricks? And it's like kind of they're really, really basic ones. Mm. Do you want to learn them? Totally. But then you tell people sometimes, you know, I guess like, but what else? You know, like surely there's something harder. I'm like, why don't you try and do those things consistently? Totally. Tell me how easy it is to, to have a cold shower, make your bed and, and do the mini affirmations or some sort of I am affirmation every morning consistently for two weeks. Come back after that and tell me how easy it was. Um and then we can maybe take it up another level. Um, all right, cool. 
What's been your best life lesson so far, Mel? Like looking back, I know there's probably a million of them, but one thing you're like, I'm so glad this happened because it taught me this. I know we're wrapping up the conversation, so it's like, um, but people can no, definitely no. people can definitely reach out um, and speak on this on a you know offline. Um, but my deepest lesson was losing my partner to suicide. Easily was the fork in the road for me. I was 23 years old at the time, and I lost my partner of six years to suicide. Am I glad it happened? Absolutely not. However, did it shape the the woman and the, the empathy and the level of compassion and my hunger for life? Because I I realized the mortality of life. It was that. Thank you for sharing, and I, I agree. Like, if, if there's anyone out there who who wants to chat. A little bit more um it's probably no better person than i can think of yeah in mind other people yeah and i think if anyone is has gone through you know when we look back it's like what were the biggest lessons it's like was it a loss was it a failure well it, it often is something it might not be as big as that it could be just a breakup it could be a you know um a, a family feud whatever that looks like, but really, like I said, taking lessons out of it, really going, what can I learn from this? Um, that, that's definitely shaped me to be who I am. I, I, I turned it. I turned it into Absolutely. something really positive. Absolutely. I think and, and one thing I, I've got a lot of respect for for you, and, and, and you can tell it when you speak to people uh, who have done some real you know, work on themselves is you said it with ego expert, like that you carry no judgment. So everyone's hardest day is their hardest day. It doesn't matter what they define as what hard is. You know, what I define as my hardest day and what you define as your hardest day, it doesn't matter. It's because it's been our hardest day and we relate on that's it. The actual what doesn't matter what Correct. it is, Correct. you know. And I think if you start to surround yourself with that sort of people, not even on a, like a, on a, on a you know, on, on a negative or, or a failure or, or a let, that sort of thing, even on the positive side, you know, it goes both ways. It goes everywhere. So thank you for sharing that as well. Um, last question for me, Mel, is... If I had to say to you, you know, what does it mean for you to be great? What would you say? We're going to cross our brands, but um, living a life that's, you know, true to yourself. And it, it, it's authenticity. It's, it's when you, being great is when you can look in the mirror and love who you are. You know, everything, the dark, the light, the things that you were once ashamed of, but really embodying greatness is radical acceptance of yourself radical acceptance <laughs> i can see that on a neon sign at ego expo maybe, maybe <laughs> radical yeah. acceptance if i know there was a neon sign person we knew absolutely <laughs> um, HQ. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um oh, just dropped me pen uh mel incredible thank I've, you so uh, no, I've had, a, I've had an absolute blast. It's um, time's flown. How how how, how, how about that? Look at that. Thank Very you so powerful. much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I, I, that was a really good conversation. I know there's a lot to take away from there, and I want to cover off some of the key things that you know, what I believe that you can offer, in an abundance of, um, and I think we definitely did that. Anything else you'd want to add, Mel? No, I think yeah, I think that's been an awesome energy. Um, yeah, carry it through. Be great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, where can people find out, follow you? What's the best way to contact you? 
I am most engaged and interactive on Instagram, it seems, and it's Maliu, M-E-L-L-I-E-Y-U. But and even on that, in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on that, there's my link tree that has all the links to my businesses. So yeah, I hope to see you in an event soon or hopefully we connect online. And, and absolutely at Ego Expo, if you're listening and you don't turn up at Ego Expo, we're going to chase you down. We're going to know. <laughs> Somehow we'll know, but we will. It's okay. <laughs> Now, nah, again, Mel, I really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for uh, for tuning in, listening in. Uh, again, reach out to either one of us, follow us, share this episode. Oh, thanks, Mel. Um, look at that. Uh, and for those listening, you obviously can't see. She's doing little love hearts on the screen. Um, you're going to think, why is Jamie saying that? Because now you know why. Um, but again, guys, take, uh, stay safe out there. Take care, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember... Make today count and be great.